Hey queen, welcome to the Divinely Crowned Conversations podcast, where we get real, honest, open, and transparent about the everyday journey of being the queen we are destined to be. There is no holding back as we have intimate conversations about where we come from, where we are, and where we are going in our lives, personally, professionally, and everywhere in between as we build the queendoms of our lives. So stay tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Divinely Crowned Conversations podcast. I am your girl, Davina, and I am so excited that you decided to tune into this episode of the Divinely Crowned Conversations podcast. So I am so excited. Today, I had the pleasure of interviewing my girl, the divine guest, Miss Vanessa Belin. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. I was like, okay, (laughs) how do you say your last name the right way? Because I know everybody is always like saying whatever kind of way they want. But um, yes, so I got that right. Yes, you did. Yes. So we actually talked about doing this when I was going live just on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And so I'm excited that we are doing this like on my official Divinely Crowned podcast. Okay. Yes. So before we get started, why don't we introduce, why don't you introduce yourself to the people? I am Vanessa Billing. Look, she said it real smooth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, A little bit about me. Uh, Let's see. I'm a Sagittarius. Okay. Well, you know, our season is coming soon. I was going to say, I feel like it's it's coming. coming. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, Looking at 42. Okay. You look good, girl. 42, look at 24. Okay. (laughs) You know. I mean, I don't feel 24 yeah. sometimes, Listen. but you know, it's all good though. It's okay. I fake it till I make it. No, hey, you look good. <laughs> Thank you. look you. good. Mom of three. Yes. Um, my youngest is 21, college student, senior. My daughter, she recently finished the Navy. She's 23. Nice. And then my oldest, he would have been 24. Yes. He passed away seven years ago. Yes. Um, Property manager for a living. Okay. Co-host on chatting with Sonia and friends. Shout out to Sonia yeah, and okay, friends. Okay, Thank you for girl. letting me steal your girl tonight. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, I sit on a few boards. Wow. Commissioner yeah. for the Governor on Latino Affairs. You know, I'm a busy woman. I you wear are. many hats, and sometimes I don't even know what hat I got on. <laughs> but I wear them well. Yes. And just do what I do. I like staying busy. Though. I, I love enjoy that. it. I love it. Yeah. We got I feel like we already got a lot to unpack with just that that introduction. So, <laughs> so on the Divinely Crowned Conversations podcast, we pretty much talk about the journeys of becoming the queens we were destined to be, mm-hmm. you know, so from where we come from to where we're at now to where we're going. So, I always like to start obviously at the beginning. So, tell, oh, actually, before we even do that, let me tell you a little backstory about Vanessa and I, how we even (laughs) connected. Uh, From what I remember, we connected. So, I know I always used to see you, like, social media and out and about in the community, but we connected at a girl's night. Mm -hmm. Was that the first time I think we ever? Yes. Yes. At a girl's night at Alex's old, my cousin Alex, who owns She Vintage, she had a girl's night. 
I was just driving here and I was like, oh my God, I remember that night because we got the police called on us for laughing. <laughs> Literally we for did. laughing. We did. <laughs> so it we was just, did. yes, we definitely did. I was like, wow, um, that's cool. Hello, Facebook user out there. I can't see. I don't know why Facebook doesn't like show who the person is, but shout out to you for joining. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that's how we connected and um, I guess since then we've just been mixing and mingling and we're all we're somehow we're always connecting in some way but yes. you were just at my event with your son yes. and we were vibing there yes. so yeah so that's how you know we connected so um I wanted to bring you on because I know you have a story um I know we like I said we talked about doing this before mm-hmm. so like I said so let's go back to the beginning what was young Vanessa like <laughs> Listen, when you laugh, when you start with a laugh like that, that means <laughs> yes. My mom used to always say that people would always tell her, "Oh my gosh, she's so quiet." And my mom's like, "Mm-hmm, that's the one to watch." Because it's always so the quiet, qu- right? So it's the quiet ones. And now, well, I'm not so quiet, but um, only when I want to be. <laughs> that's a listen. Yeah, I ain't no shame in my game. But I was, I mean, I was a little bit of a wild teenager, I would say. Um, I kind of would just like want to have fun and do things. And a lot of the times, I mean, that would get me in a lot of trouble. Mm. You know, I, I remember skipping school one day and literally ran into my mom. And I was <laughs> like, um, what happened was. And she called yeah. the school and she was like, oh, is she there? And they was like, oh, she's not here. She's like, I know. I just called her skipping school. I'm like, damn, you a snitch. Oh. How you gonna snitch on your child, snitch? mama? Like, mom, you know, you are right. Like, <laughs> I love you, but I got grounded for that, of course. Oh, but it was so gosh. funny. It was just so unexpected that we just literally walked into each other. I was like, oh, I can't even like run. There's nowhere for me to hide. Where were you at? I was walking, and I was over by the old Roosevelt Building area okay. before mm-hmm. they tore it down. And I was walking in the park like with my friends, and then somehow my mom was coming in that from that direction with my little brother because she was just coming from an appointment. And because at the time, like, we didn't have a car, so she was walking, and somehow we just saw each other. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, like, my God. She's like, mm-hmm, like, from afar. She was like, mm-hmm. Shaking I her got head. I you. Like, Dang, I can't even lie about why I'm not in school. So See, what happened was I got lost, Mom. What had happened was, um, yeah, so I was a little bit of a wild teenager. I didn't finish school. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, my mom was like, oh, you don't want to go to school? Okay, well, I'm not going to get fines either. So she dropped me out of school. Wow. She literally dropped me out of school. I kind of wish she would just be like, you know, grabbing by my ponytail, just make me go. But, I, you know, everything happens. For everything a I was going to say. I mean, I, you know, I had a child after that, my firstborn. Now, how old were you? I was 17. Okay. When okay. I had my first, uh, my son. And then when I, after I had my daughter, I went and got my GD. Okay. Um, and I still graduated my class, 2000 or whatever, you know. Woo-woo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know how old was. That was a long time ago. Right? Such a long time ago. But I did. I made sure that I, you know, went back. That was important to me mm-hmm. um, to get my GED. Because regardless, even if I didn't understand it, I knew it was important for mm-hmm. me to have my education. For sure. And I was the first one in my family to even get just an education like GED. Wow. You know? That's huge. Yeah. So I was like, I have to, I have to do this. And I just always knew I wanted better for my kids. Mm-hmm. So I knew that was like the start to, to go towards what I needed to go to. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Eventually did 
uh, two years, I went to Erie Business Center, okay. which no longer exists. I, I went there for one year. <laughs> I think we, they were closing as I was like, right. Yeah. I need a couple of dollars back. Right. Man. I know. Please. Uh, can y'all forgive me? Something. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I signed up for that student loan forgiveness. Yeah. Okay. One and now year. they cut it off for now. It's on hold. I know. They playing with us. <laughs> but, um, so I made sure I did that too. It wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. By then I had three kids. Mm. So by the age of 20, I had three kids. Oh but goodness. I made sure yeah. that I went to school. Go ahead. And I finished in like two and a half years. And interestingly enough, I did not get a job in what I went to school for. <laughs> I um, feel like that happens like 50% of the time. All the time. <laughs> and so, um, but I kept the job. I did what I had to do. I took care of my kids. Single mom. Mm-hmm. For many, many years. Um, and I could say, honestly, it wasn't until probably like t- 2014 that I could say I actually started a career. 2000. Wow. That's crazy. I right? feel like that's like crazy. not long ago. <laughs> I know. It's so crazy. But like for me, that that's real. Like yeah. I kept a job. I always worked like two jobs. I used to always stay so busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it got to a point where I was like, God, like for real, I will quit this job. Like I need something different yeah. for myself. And within the same company at the time, I got a management position. Okay. And I was like, oh, Lord, you heard me because I was dead serious. Like, I was going to quit. Like, I meant that. You be listening. And I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm going to quit. Um, and I was really serious because it was like, I reached, I reached a point where I was like, this, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I need something different in my life. And mm-hmm. if that means that I have to just like up and be done until I find something else, that's where I was headed. Yeah. Granted, I, I need money. Yeah. But that's where I was headed, mm-hmm. literally. So then after that, um, I did that job for probably about 10 months. And then I uh, interviewed for an executive assistant position within the same company. Okay. For the CEO that took over for that company. And I ended up interviewing for that job. And it's so funny because that ended up being what I went to school for was I went for the executive assistant program. <laughs> in, Look out. Yeah. In specialized business. Right. And it's funny because people were like, how'd she get that job? And, oh, it's because she cute. And no, because I have the freaking credentials, credentials to get the job. Like, do you want my, like, do you need me to pull out my exactly. degree? Exactly. Like, just be quiet. <laughs> and so, you know, I did that job. And it's crazy because <clears throat> when I got that position, I was so excited. I was so happy. I was like, well, I got an office. And like, oh. I, I came to work with a briefcase. I had <laughs> One of my friend's moms, who I knew for years, she worked in the same company, and she gave me this, like, just dope suitcase, like, mm. briefcase for work. It was leather, burgundy, was just fire. And I was like, oh, I just know I look good. <laughs> I'm wearing this every day. Listen, okay, she was real confident, even from a young age. Okay, Listen, So, at this time, how old were you? By then, let's see, 34. Okay, wow, okay. So, it just goes to show that sometimes, like, just because things don't work out, at the time you mm-hmm. want them to work doesn't mean it's never not going to work Facts. out for you. That is so true. And I so keep true. telling people that. Yeah. You know, it's not your time. Mm. It's not when you want it to happen. God going to make that happen. He going to make it happen. So, yeah. you know, so like when I was like, Lord, I'm going to quit this job. I meant that like, <laughs> God was like, I don't really want her to quit. So I'm going to get her this other job, you know. <laughs> and I'm going to get her this feel? other job. Yes. Um. So I did that. And uh, once I got that executive assistant position, that I was really super excited for, like, two weeks into the job, my son was killed. Okay. So that was like, oh, my God, I just started this job. Yeah. And now I got to be off work. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. And my boss was really cool. And he he made it really clear that 
he would have felt differently had he not met my son. Mm. So he met my son the same week because my son stopped at my job um, earlier in the week to bring me lunch. Mm-hmm. So I, I was like, oh, well, just come in, you know, me, my boss, blah, 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 whatever. You know, lunch is like at 12. He yeah. brought me lunch at like three o'clock. I was like, it's cool. Like, I appreciate my it. baby. Thank you, baby. My baby brought me some cold fries, chili cheese fries. I'm going to eat these chili cheese Listen. fries. But he did say, he was like, you know, had you not introduced me, mm. I probably would have not been as easy on you mm-hmm. about coming back to work because, you know, I still need an assistant. Yeah. Um, but if you wanted to come back to work and not do that, I would have given you a different position mm-hmm. within the company, something a little less intense. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh-uh, no, no, <laughs> I'm keeping this job. Yeah. Like, I want this position. I said, this is what I knew I was supposed to be doing. And I was like, so, no, I'm, I'm not going nowhere. Wow. So I did that for, like, almost a year. And unfortunately, like, I was laid off. They after so after all this yeah lost my son you lost your son and then months later i lost my job wow because the ceo of the company was not a good guy oh my out. goodness yeah he was stealing from the company so it was like you work the, your position was created so he no longer works here now you no longer work here wow and this and th- this was the guy that said he wouldn't have Wow. So treasure wrote. So let me look at the comments real mm-hmm, quick. Mm-hmm. We have the social experiment said, Hey, now treasure said, wow, that's deep. And then she said, did I miss what the position was? Go ahead and rewind. Re- it re- was uh, executive assistant, executive d- assistant in a company that she worked at. So, wow. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah. And that, that was a lot. I'm like, man, I, like literally when I went to sit with HR and the assistant, um, director for the for that um, company. Yeah, they both sat down with me to tell me that I was being like, oh, crying. I mean, this is they're crying, men crying. Like, oh my god, we're crying gosh. together because they were like, you're. I mean, you know, they were like, you're being. It's being unfair to you. Yeah, and you've suffered so much. Like, you know, we're so sorry. We did not want to let you. Like, I mean, we were crying. We cried in the office for like two hours. Oh my. Ah, don't yes. make me cry. It was crazy. I'm like, oh my God, like these two grown men are crying with me. Uh, but they were always really nice. And there were people I already had established relationships with right. prior to even getting to that position because I've been in that building and just being in that uh, in that uh, agency for so many years. I was friends with everybody. So, yeah. Wow. So it was a lot. First of all, that speaks volumes to the type of the character of you for them to, and even though you said you knew them beforehand, but for them to be like, Listen, I know that you're like you're bringing value to this company and we have to like do this to you and we hate it. On top of what you're already going mm-hmm. through in your personal life right. when it comes to grieving. So it's just wow. Right. So where sad. so real quick, I'm listen, first of all, I know the comments about to be it blowing be up. <laughs> Bring it on, y'all. The comments. Yeah, which I know. Treasure says <laughs> it's too much for one person to handle. And then my boo, Hezekiah, yo boo. Yes, you know, he, my said, baby. he said, I can't believe he was still an SMA. You know what? <laughs> it's true. He really was. He was convicted. So it's wow. not like a okay. le- it wasn't alleged. He was convicted mm-hmm. and, you know, he was found guilty and had to serve some time. Wow. Wow. And because of his actions, like it cost me losing my Lose job, job. Even though. I had nothing to do with what happened. Mm-hmm, for but sure. The position was a created position. Yeah. So they were like, well, we don't need you. Yeah. I was like, uh, okay. Like, wow. I was sick because I've always worked. Yeah. 
Yes, and you said since before you went to school, you working like yeah. just. And so I was like, "What am I gonna do?" Like, I had was recent, or I had already thought I was already gonna give up my apartment and go move in with my parents, um, just to just to get away from where I was living. Mm-hmm. And then I lose my job. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, what am I gonna do? Like, I already told the landlord I'm leaving. Like, I can't afford to stay here, obviously, because I don't have a job. Because, of course, even though you get unemployment now, that's never going to be enough. Yeah. And so then I ended up not being able to move in my mom's house because then some people who felt like I'm the problem fighting for justice mm. shot up my mom's house. So now I couldn't wow. go stay over there because I'm like, I don't want to bring that to my mom's house. And literally, they shot at my mom's house like nine times. Oh, my yeah. God! All because I'm fighting for justice. And and I do want to talk about that because I, I, I mean, that's kind of that's a lot of your story mm-hmm. as you're growing in this in this as this queen, the strong woman that you are. Mm-hmm. So let let's kind of, t- I guess, talk about like mm-hmm. your journey through the grief and the loss, loss of your son. And I mean, I, I know it's public mm-hmm. to what happened, but I guess you. Do you want to share, like, for those who might not know anything about? Oh how yeah, definitely. Son? I don't mind sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, Elijah was sixteen. Mm-hmm. He he himself and his friends had went to a house party after mm-hmm. the Save and I game. Mm-hmm. It was July twenty fourth, twenty fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Um, I saw him that morning. Nothing abnormal. I told him I loved him. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll see him later. He was like, you know, be safe. And I'm like, well, you be safe. I'm only going to work. Like. But he did say that to me. So I gave mm-hmm. him a kiss and a hug, left him some money on the counter and stuff. And I went to work. Mm-hmm. And then after work, I had an appointment. And then after my appointment, I stopped at my sister's. And so, like, by the time I got home, it was probably, like, 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I'm hungry, but he's not here. So I'll wait till he gets home because yeah. then I'm not going out this house twice, you yeah. know. And because my other two kids were in New Jersey at the time visiting their uncle. Okay. On their dad's side. So... You know, he still didn't come home. And then I had watched the news and I saw, oh, the saving our football mm-hmm. game. So I said, oh, he ain't coming home. Like, but I was too tired. I was, I'm just going to go to sleep <laughs> because I didn't, I was like, I'm yeah, not leaving. I'm yeah. tired, even though it's a Friday night. So I went to bed. And interestingly enough, I pray for my kids every day. Mm-hmm. It's just what I do. Mm-hmm. But that night, I only prayed for him. Mm. Interesting, right? Like, That's very interesting. I, like the way when I went to bed, I could see, I could literally see the moon. And I was like, mm. I pray for my kid. I was like, you know, watch over him like and protect him. Not knowing why I was even saying it. Yeah. And so I just went to sleep like nothing. I was like, all right, I'm going to sleep. Yeah. Because I was like, when he gets home, like he'll wake me up. Yeah. And for anybody who might be concerned, like, oh, how he's, you know, 16 year old being out, whatever. It's, oh. it's summertime. Listen. And yeah. he's 16. For sure. For sure. I mean, and yeah, because people that's had a normal. lot to say Jeez. after all this happened. Like, where was his mom and all this stuff? Which and I think is unfortunately the always the statement for things. Because they never went to parties after a football exactly. game. Exactly. I think like, they might have been a little bit more. <laughs> right. Yes. So I get a call from one of his friends. They call me on Messenger and I'm like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we, we were at a party and. We think Elijah was shot. They're saying he was shot. And I'm like, okay, calm down. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. We, But we can't find him. And Elijah didn't have no phone because at the time I had him kind of like on punishment. So yeah. I was like, a phone is a privilege. Yeah. So now I'm not I'm not turning your phone mm-hmm. on. But he would always hit me up through Wi-Fi because like, mm-hmm. he would always be at somewhere where there was Wi-Fi. So I couldn't call him. Mm-hmm. He wasn't answering. So I was like, all right, well, look, if y'all find him, call me. 
if I find him, I'll call you guys. And so I called my sister. She came and got me. Come to find out my nephew was with my son, too, mm. at the party. He was a couple, a few, like, three years younger. So he was, like, with big cousins. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we end up getting to the scene of where everything happened. And it was, like, a, a, pretty much an all-night process, mm. like, hours of trying to find out what was going on. And it's crazy because when I first got there, there was, like, these, like three or four kids that walked up to me. And they were, like, just tell her. And then the mom's like, no, I don't want to say nothing. And I'm like, I heard them. So I was mm-hmm. like, tell me what? Like, just tell me whatever it is. Like, just tell me. And they were like, don't let the police lie to you. Mm. That's your son laying back there. Mm. He's dead. And I was like, mm, thanks for telling me. Yeah. Like, I just let that go over my head. Like, no, you know. And I was like, all right, I'm glad y'all good. Like, you know, get home to your parents, whatever. And I just went over to where the police were. So it was a lot of going back to all the hospitals more than once. Yeah. You know, until finally, like, I, you know, uh, one of the officers identified him by his picture mm. that someone showed him and was like, that is him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it took everything in me not to jump over yellow tape yeah. and all this craziness, but it was rough. Like, yeah. and, and it's crazy because just like how you see it in the movies when they tell you, like, the worst news of your life. Mm-hmm. I literally dropped to the ground mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, my God, like, this is real. Yeah. I dropped to the ground and I remember seeing my mom and my stepdad, like they had came to the scene. A few of my friends were there, like literally everybody was around mm-hmm. that's close, you know, to me because we didn't know what was going on. We had multiple stories. Yeah. They were saying so many kids were shot. It was just a lot. I, I can imagine. So <clears throat> I remember watching and I saw my mom when she saw me drop. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, no mm-hmm. that not my grandson. Mm-hmm. He's hiding. He's being a punk. Like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot to like take in. I can imagine. So like, and then they the coroner's office and them would not let me identify him myself, which I made a big deal about because he was really rude and disrespectful and told me that I was not special. And so I just kind of went off because I'm like, I'm not asking for any special privileges. I'm telling you that his mother and father should be the ones to identify him. Exactly. Not no stranger. Yeah. Yeah. And just refused. And so until I went to the police station and a detective, he was super nice, who ended up being the one of the detectives on the case. He was like, let me go see like who they're saying mm-hmm. passed away, like what he looks like, all this mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, all right. So he comes out like 10 minutes later and he described him to a T. Mm-hmm. Everything he had on, his jewelry, everything. And I was like, and so I, I, and I won't lie to you, like, I went outside with his dad and I was like, I don't care what you need to do, but you need to find out who did this. And in they your got motherly to go. way. And they, and they got <laughs> to go. In your what, motherly way. I don't, listen, there's no shame yeah. in that. I have no, I think, to this day, I don't have any shame that yeah. I said that. Do I want that? No. Mm-hmm. For sure. But that's how I felt at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because regardless of how I feel and the pain I got to deal with every single day, mm-hmm. like, I don't care how much I don't like somebody. I would still never want them to experience it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's, you know, it's supposed to be grandparents, the parents, then the kid, like mm-hmm. the cycle of, mm-hmm. of, of life when it comes to death. Mm-hmm. And that's not what happened here. Yeah. So, you know, I would never want nobody to experience how, what I felt, you know, having to lose my son, especially in that way where he was killed for doing nothing. He nothing. was chilling at a party. Yeah. And he, like he had nothing to do with it. He was not the target. Yeah. Um, and that, like, it just, he just was caught in the crossfire. Yeah. And then to only find out that 
one of his friends that he went to the party with, who was also 16, was killed that night. Mm. So it's like, dang, we got two kids, same age. They went to the party together and they left together. Mm. Like, that's how I look at it. Yeah. So wow. it's just, you know, it's just crazy. Like, till this day, I, sometimes I'm like, I, I can't even believe, like, that's my life. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to tell you, thank you for sharing that, because I, I can imagine it's hard, it's hard and, yeah. and I can't imagine, you know, what that feels like. Um, but I appreciate you for Absolutely. being honest, I mean, being transparent and being open enough and feeling safe enough to share that, because um, I remember, I mean, I don't even remember how old I was. 2015. I think I was like 25 or something. Mm -hmm. But um, I remember all that. I remember hearing stories and stuff. I mean, I don't think I knew you at this time, but obviously mm -hmm. everybody has these stories during when, when chaos like that happens. Right. And it's like to be able to hear your side, your truth, it, it, I think it it makes a whole world of a difference because you you're living this, you know right. what I mean? So I just, yeah, I commend you for that. So you are saying you tell you said in the midst of this now you're fighting for justice and mm -hmm. I now I I've seen that yeah so what and then you said you said that people are shooting up your mom's house because you're fighting for justice so like take me through that experience like how I mean I'm assuming mm -hmm. you're still kind of going through the fighting for justice yes in the sense of I will never let it go right right ever mm -hmm. till my till my last breath mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i think that's fair yeah and for, for sure and for anyone to say that it's not then you better hope and pray you're never in my position mm. and if you are ever in my position and i've said this before for those who ended up making me out to be the enemy mm -hmm. you better hope and pray you're never in my position and you lose your child mm. in that type of way because then you're going to be looking for people like me yeah to come and talk to you and be there for you and give you advice and guide you. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And look to me for motivation and inspiration on mm -hmm. how do I move on and with my life. But mm -hmm. yeah, you were dogging me out like I was the problem mm. when all I was doing was my job. Yeah. As a mother. As a mother. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. And here my family's had excuse me, my family's had to be the one to suffer that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, are you kidding? And literally because it was somebody connected, because you know the streets talk. Yeah. It was somebody connected to those involved in the shooting. Mm. Their family member didn't like that I was fighting for justice. Mm -hmm. And they had one of their people shoot up my family's house. And it's crazy because the person that set that up is now sitting in jail for life for murder mm. for somebody else. So it's like mm, karma has a way of coming back mm -hmm. and biting you where it needs to be bitten. Mm. So it's like. You try to get us and look what happened. Now you're the one that's suffering. Now you're the one sitting in a jail cell, you know, wishing you'd have did things differently mm -hmm. because you didn't took somebody else's life. Yeah. You know, so um, it's kind of why I ended up not moving in with my mom mm -hmm. um, because that happened. And I was like, I don't want to bring any more, you know, drama to my mom's house. So I ended up staying with my best friend at the time. You know, I stayed with her for like a year because I couldn't find a job. Mm. You know, they convinced me to to wait for, on finding a job. They're like, well, just take like a month or two off. You know, you've had a lot going on. You've not taken time for yourself. And I'm like, I guess, you know. And so after taking some time off and I'm like, OK, I need a job. I could not find a job. Wow. I was jobless for like 10 months. And it got to the point where I was like, Lord, if you don't find me no job, I'm going to thrill to myself. Oh. And I meant that like I was mm. really at that point where and that was I told you know I sometimes I do cuss when I talk to God 
But listen, God he exactly listen. He the main so, one you allowed because he is gracious. Okay, listen, me and God, we here. He, you so. there? <laughs> he yeah. knows what it is. He know my heart. Yeah, that's how I look I at cuss, it. But I, God knows my heart. That's right. God created me. Yes, He so did. He created a cussing <laughs> child. I am a child of the Lord. Yes. Um, but like I was really like God, and I had interviewed for a job. A month or so prior to me telling God that mm. I was sitting with a friend who was going through chemo and so I'm sitting there you know just chilling because there's not much else to do we gotta sit there for hours and I'm like God I'm so serious like if I don't get a job like I'm gonna thrill to myself because I'm like I'm literally going crazy I was like my savings is running dry mm-hmm. like something's gotta give mm-hmm. and then I get a phone call that day, as I, I'm telling you, it was divine yes. interference. Like, just literally. Yes. And I get a call, and, you know, the lady's like, you know, I know I interviewed, like, you know, a month ago, but the job that you interviewed for, I'm going to give that job to somebody else, but this position opened up as an mm. assistant manager to oversee a low-income housing property. And I was like, I'll take it. I was <laughs> like, I don't know something. nothing about hood or low-income housing. <laughs> Or any of that stuff, but I need a job. I'm yes, take it. and it didn't require me to travel, so that was even better because the other one required me to travel. Okay, and so I started working a couple couple weeks later, and I ended up loving what I did. You know, I worked at Richmond Arms downtown okay. for a few years as an assistant manager. Okay, um, and then now I'm the property manager for High Point Towers, which is even bigger than Richford. Still to this day, then. And I now I'm overseeing a 132 apartment building with two commercial floors for the wow. hospital and a credit union. So, wow. you know, God has a, a way of like making sure things work out for you. You Man. just gotta keep the faith. You do, and that was it. In in. Like, I know I've always said, like, there's a, or I've even heard, but I've always, like, kept that in the back of my head. There's, like, there's a purpose for your pain, even when we Mm -hmm. don't understand and why things happen. There's such a bigger purpose for it. And for you to just, like, your journey has been crazy. It's crazy. I never thought it would even be, when I was in front of cameras, it was because I was fighting for justice. Mm -hmm. I didn't care who could hear me. Mm -hmm. Somebody was going to hear me. Somebody was going to hear I meant that. Yes. And so, you know, I didn't get into the spotlight because I wanted to be in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Like, I was cool with just being a mom of three, mm-hmm. working a nine to five, coming home, and nobody in the city knew who really I was. Yeah. Um, And it's crazy because I remember somebody making a comment about that before, and I was like, do you know what I lost to be in the to spotlight? In, yeah. I'd, I'd give it all back. Mm. And some. I don't, this is not what I asked for. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And so for somebody to make a comment like, oh, she got a t- taste of the spotlight. First of all, I didn't ask for the spotlight. Exactly. But I'm sure enough going to use that spotlight to shed light for on sure. what happened to my son. Yeah. And what happened to the other young man and those other young boys who were shot and lived. Mm. I'm going to, sh- I'm going to take that spotlight yeah. all day long. For sure. And unfortunately, I mean. We thought we got justice, but we didn't because the person is now a free man. Mm. Um, The courts overturned his murder conviction Mm. of 43 years. And now he's a free man. So, you know, that's just if I have to worry about anything, that is my only worry 
is what am I going to do if when I run into this individual? Mm. Like, how am I supposed to react? How am I supposed to feel? Yeah. You know, think what, you know what I mean? Like, because Erie is small. Yeah. And it's going to happen one day. Yeah. I'm going to run into this person. Mm. So, you know, if I have any worries, that is my only worry. Mm -hmm. Like, what do I say? What do I do? You know? Yeah. Do you have, do you feel with that? Like, do you feel like you've like, cause I, I watch these, like, I watch like court shows and stuff. Mm -hmm. And there are people that like, will literally be like, you know, I forgive you, Mm -hmm. but do you feel like you're there? No, no. And that's okay. No. And it's, it's interesting. And this is my own opinion. Mm -hmm. This is my own thought process about things. I don't have to forgive. Mm -hmm. For sure. You know, they say, oh, you forgive people for you and all this other stuff. I think that's situational mm-hmm. because why should I forgive you mm. when you don't deserve it and you've done nothing. And I mean, absolutely nothing to show that you deserve forgiveness mm. because all I heard was the word, I'm sorry in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear an explanation. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear, even if you stood with your conviction saying that you didn't do it, you were there. Mm. You saw what happened. Yeah. You know exactly what went down. So for me, it's you've done nothing to actually show that you're sorry. And I don't need to forgive in order for me to live my life because Mm -hmm. I'm living my life. Yeah. I'm doing well. I'm blessed. I keep it humble. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I deal with my emotions when I need to. So I'll, you know, like I've told other people this i go through the motion of my emotion to mm. get through that emotion mm. <laughs> feel everything you need to feel that's always what i say whether it takes me 30 seconds yeah because sometimes i'm like all right get it together girl because <laughs> you ain't about to have no crazy bags on the eyes yeah these bags are expensive <laughs> they are listen i know yeah They're expensive for to get sure. rid of <laughs> they are you know, it's costly Listen. to be a woman. Okay. And look good. <laughs> they look good. To maintain. <laughs> no, so, for yeah. sure. You know, so no, I don't feel like I have to forgive. Yeah. I do not forgive. And I've I've had, I, I've been asked before, like, would I talk to the family member? Like, would I talk to his mom? Or mm-hmm. I'm like, no. What for? What for? I'm not here to console you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Mm. It's to console. And I'm not consoling you when you did nothing to console me when my son used to be hanging at your house spending the night your other son used to come and hang out at my house all the time I used to give him rides to work and stuff and here what have you done to show me that you're sorry yeah that's heavy you know so no I'm not here to consult nobody Mm -hmm. and make them feel good at the end of the day you know you guys know what you did you got to live with that consequence you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying and even though I might have not got the justice that I wanted Mm -hmm which is somebody sitting in a prison cell. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, uh, I had somebody tell me there's something called a natural uh, order, like mm. natural law. And there's a justice that I may never see it, mm-hmm. but that person will have to not suffer, but nece- in, in those terms, but they will have to pay for what they did mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you can't take a life and expect to live mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. So at some mm. point you will have to pay for that. And I mean, I be you know, I, I'm not trying to be funny. I ask God, I'm like, can I beat her to see that? Because I feel like sometimes I need to see things, but I won't. I know I will never see it because it's not meant for not me meant. to see. For sure, I just have to move forward, and that's what I do. Because at the end of the day, you know, I got my kids. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. 
my mom, I got nieces and nephews who suffered just as tremendously mm -hmm. as my, you know, my son and my daughter. And they're all watching. And I'm like, you know, if they see me that I'm doing what I got to do to move forward, they're going to do it too. For sure. For they're going to sure. see that it's okay to, 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 so, to move on. Yeah. You know, you can grieve. Grieving is going to be forever. Forever. And that's definitely what I wanted to kind of talk today because I... I worked at the caring place. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, yeah, but we did um, the program. Yeah, so learning before I before I worked there, like I didn't really understand the process of mm -hmm. grieving. Like I death is like it's it's a, always was a touchy subject, and for me to have that be a touchy subject and then work in that place, it was like I was meant for me to work there because right. I was like I learned so much about just the constant. It's a cycle. It Some is. days it's hey i'm okay and then the next day it is your you know right. so like what would you tell someone because there i feel like there's also a lot of of things with the mental health because you even said like there was a time where you're like god i'm gonna 302 myself and i feel like that's that's a real thing yeah. to say it was, and it was very serious i meant that yeah so what yeah. what how have you kind of coped because like i i i'm I'm like, listen, grieving, you're going to grieve probably mm -hmm. for the, you're going to grieve the rest of your life. It's not probably. It's forever. But yeah. how have you kind of dealt with your mental health in this, in mm -hmm. this way? Or how would you encourage somebody else to deal with their mental health, especially a mother mm -hmm. who has lost a child? Like, what would you tell somebody who was like, Vanessa, like, how are you doing this? And what, am, what can I do to save myself from right. this? I will say that I allowed myself to feel what I needed to feel mm -hmm. and go through whatever I was going through, however I needed to go through mm -hmm. it. And I mean, I, alcohol, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like when I, I'm more, I am a social drinker. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I did socially drink, yeah. but when I socially drank, I overdid it. Mm -hmm. And so luckily I have, you know, a support system that was like, always there for me mm. to help me through that mm -hmm. and just kind of like let me go through my process of yeah. what I was experiencing because I used to tell them like if I snap out when I'm sober that's when you should really worry <laughs> okay. I said, because then you know I didn't drink or nothing yeah. and I lost like I'm lost mm. like I, I'm not there I said that's when you have like full permission to 302 mm -hmm. me you know what I mean um but definitely like alcohol I ate a lot mm -hmm. um I gained a lot of weight at the, mm -hmm. you know, through that process, um, like in the first couple years. Um, and I remember when I, I was going to therapy prior to my son passing okay. away. Mm -hmm. So I was seeing a therapist weekly. Mm -hmm. And so I remember when after, right after my son passed away, I used to see her every Wednesday. So I just showed up at her office like my normal nothing. And I went in there and sat down like nothing. And she was like, so how you been? What's been going on? You know, her usual question. Yeah. And I was like, well, my son was killed the other day. And she just like, she was a white lady. <laughs> but she turned got, like to Casper the ghost, how white she turned when I said that. Mm. And like, she hurried up and called her assistant and was like, cancel the rest of my oh, appointment. Wow. And she got off the phone and she just bawling her eyes out. And she said, I heard the story, but I didn't know it was yeah. you know, your son. And I was like, yeah, it was my kid. You know, like very just nonchalant, mm. like not crying, not like upset or nothing. I was just like, yeah, you know, that happened. You know, it, it, it was like nothing. Like mm. I didn't know how to react or feel or yeah. anything. And she was a really, really nice therapist. She was really um, good to me. Mm -hmm. 
she came to my son's viewing mm. she came to his funeral and then like we had a benefit and she donated like all kinds of stuff and wow. spent money Oh, that's at a the good benefit. therapist. She was like, she was fired. That's like, a great therapist. <laughs> so I saw her for like a while. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, I just stopped going. Mm. And that was my process. I was like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know? So I feel like you have to let people go through what they need to go through the way they need to go through it. For sure. If you see someone drinking a little too much, just watch how, like, when they're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't. You have to be careful and not overstep your boundaries. Mm. I don't care how close you are to that person. Mm -hmm. You have to watch your boundaries because you don't know what they're experiencing. Mm. Like, So there's really no there's really no words. And I tell people this, even if you don't have nothing to say, just be present. Mm -hmm. I think being present is super important. Like we could just sit in silence. Mm -hmm. I'm cool with that. Because sometimes that's just what what a person needs. Mm -hmm. It's just silence. Mm -hmm. But I did do the therapy thing for a while. Um, I did do the caring place with mm-hmm. my kids, and that's when I did learn more about like the stages of grief. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Dang, everything they said, I already did, mm-hmm. and worse, you know." <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did things to more so like, in a way, I felt like I wasn't allowing myself to be happy because I felt like I'm not. I why, why would I be happy? Mm-hmm. Why should I feel good? You know, my son's not here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I used to like n- kind of self sabotage mm-hmm. for a while, and then it got to a point where I was like, you know. I had someone tell me, like, I need to really just kind of maybe chill, settle down. And it was somebody that I love and care mm-hmm. for, that I, I respect what they were saying. Yeah. And I was like, dang, you might be right. <laughs> you know? Maybe I should settle down. I don't know. All these things. And so, yeah. which eventually led to meeting who I'm with now, my significant other. Okay. And, like, um, he's definitely, like, that's home for me right there. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't. I'm happy and I love being single. Like, I will not lie to you. And he knows this. We've talked about this. Like, I do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But he has been an added bonus to my life. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows that I don't need him. I want him. Mm-hmm. And so because I I do enjoy being by myself. Mm-hmm. I enjoy, you know, like, just the coming and going and just, you know, getting to know people and all that stuff. But, like, he really is a, a huge part of my peace. Mm-hmm. Like, my home. My safe space. Yeah. Like, which was super important to me that I never felt that with nobody. And so like that has been, yeah. So that's been a huge part of like my healing process of like being with somebody that allows me. And not only want to say allows me because I don't even like when people use that term because you don't know by two. Okay. (laughs) But I I get what you're saying, but go and why don't you elaborate? Cause I do feel like we, as women, we, we do say that. Cause like, you ain't gonna tell me what to do, but But mm-hmm. allowing, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm just assume like I'm gonna just kind of tran- my translation of what you just said. Mm-hmm. So pretty much, it's being able to allowing you to be feel safe, mm-hmm. being who you are. Yes, and and he's okay with that. Right. So I get it. Don't worry. Because but I, I get some people lot. don't. I feel you. I'm a lot too. I trust and believe. But I shouldn't <laughs> not be. You because it's who. God made you. Right. And I feel <laughs> but, like, but you've also, you know, I just feel like I carry a baggage that is very heavy. Heavy. You don't see it. Mm-hmm. It's an invisible baggage. You know, they say, oh, God gives you what you can carry. Well, listen, here, I ain't asked for this mm. bag. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I didn't ask for this bag, but you gave it to me. Mm. So now I got to carry this. So it's it's it feels good to me to have somebody who will help me carry that. Yes. You know what I'm Ooh. saying? Like to help me lighten that load because man, that bag is heavy. Yeah. 
For know? sure. So. And you know what? You saying that, like, um, I feel like we all have baggage. We all come mm-hmm. with baggage. And some people cannot handle our baggage. No. I think we literally, as adults, millennials, like, we all have baggage. You are not going to meet anyone Mm-mm. who doesn't have some type. Right. And I really believe that there are people, there are connections you have with people that are like, okay, listen, your baggage is heavy, but I'm willing, I see something in you and I'm mm-hmm. willing to hold it with you. Right. And I think that's a beautiful thing because some of us may never have that. And some of us may experience it in different ways. Right. So for you to be like, listen, I have somebody who is my peace, like, Having somebody that's your piece, like we, you see it, the dating world out here, it right. ain't pretty. No. So to even have somebody and sh- and even talking and sharing with other women out there that are like, because I feel like sometimes we have these crazy expectations of what we need in, in a, a significant other. And it's mm-hmm. like, sometimes all we need is somebody to say like, listen, you got a lot of bags, but I'm okay with carrying them because I value right. you. I see the amazing things in you. Right. And I think that's what we miss in relationships and mm-hmm. friendships, especially with the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. Cause that's something I've even learned. I've been learning like, you know, like just having a good genuine connection with somebody right. who who values you and it cares for you right. and, you know, lets you be you. And it's not, has to be this romantic thing either. Right. So right. that's, that's wow. You just have so much. Let me get in these comments real quick. <laughs> oh, everybody's emotional in the comments. Let me, so treasure, treasure. I love you because okay, you be girl. supporting. And <laughs> I just want, you know, I can't wait till you want here because somebody better be in the comments for you. Okay. <laughs> so treasure said, what in the world? Jaquela, she put a sad face. Elaine put a tear, little emotional face. We love you, Elaine, too. Um, Jaquela, she said, you're so strong to be able to retell this story seriously with the crying emoji. Elaine said, Lord Jesus, treasure, praying hands. Elaine, come on now. That's when you was preaching. And she said, Mm -hmm. karma. Um, Asia, Asia, she said, swear. Uh, Elaine said, look at God. And Jaquela said, keep on keeping the, I mean, heavy on keeping the faith. Yes. So, and I appreciate you all for tuning in. Um, Vanessa, you have a powerful story. You do. And I just, and I thank you for sharing because that's a lot to like, like um, Jaquela said, like to retell that story Mm -hmm. and, and be, I don't know if I could do what you're doing right now. You know what I mean? So I commend you on that. Like, Truly. So going, I know now you're kind of in the political world. Yes and no. Yes and no. Okay. I did run for city council okay. uh, a few years back in uh, 2019 and I didn't win, mm. which is okay because I felt like I was, I didn't lose. Mm-hmm. You know, people were like, oh, what are you going to do now that you lost? I'm like the same thing I've been doing. Yeah. I said, I sit at almost every table that they do. Facts. So <laughs> I said, except I don't have, you know, the stress of it like Mm. they do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm not changing nothing. I'm going to just keep doing what I'm doing and better. Yeah. So, um, you know, and throughout that whole time, I mean, I've been a commissioner for the governor now six years. Wow. Of Latino Affairs for Erie County, um, which has been a, a, a really like grand experience for me to be, you know, a representation to, you know, my community. I mean, those who know me know I fight for the black and brown. <laughs> oh, dang. Okay, gang. Every so, no, day. not gang, gang. We should probably not say. Listen, listen. Um, okay. But I do, I do like that. I am, you know, uh, 
a representation to the you know the Latinx community, mm -hmm. you know, Latino, Latinx, yeah, you know, yeah, listen, whatever y'all want to call yourself. I want it all. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I I've been asked if I'm gonna get into the political arena again. Mm -hmm. It's not off the table, mm -hmm. but I'm so busy. Yeah. Like, you know, I have a full-time job, I sit on different boards yeah. and councils. Um, you know, being a commissioner, you know, having time for myself and my family, um, you know, sitting a co-host, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yes. So like, and over the summer, I started a blog, like. Okay. It's called lifeofagriever.com. Okay. And Put the plug in. Lifeofagriever.com. Yes. I did not know that. Why no, don't you promote no, that? Nobody really knows it. I just haven't really gone out of my way to promote it. because mm. I will say to you, like, this year has been pretty tough. And mm -hmm. I'm going to say why. It's because we've had so many shootings. Mm -hmm. And I mean, not just in Erie, just in general. In like, general. all these school shootings and the Uvalde and... and mm. Buffalo, like mm -hmm. all that stuff has been nothing but PTSD for me has been triggering. Yeah. And it's crazy because like the news outlets will reach out to me like I'm the face of like mm. gun violence victims. And it's like, no. And I literally had to tell somebody like, you know, this stuff is PTSD. For folks, yeah. Right? Yeah. And she's like, oh, I didn't know that. I'm so sorry. And then she was like, well, do you know anybody else? Like, I'm like, did you not hear what I just told you? Click. No. The news. Oh, I took commu I, in communications. I learned so much. I was like, yeah, they I have never, no best time. They do not. They only want the story. And it's, it, it, you know, wow. I don't mind talking to the media sometimes. But nine times out of ten, I tell them no. Mm. Or I just don't respond. Mm -hmm. Because I don't feel like I have to. Yeah. I'm not looking for a story. You, yeah, are. you are. I am the story. Apparently, you always think I'm the face. Mm. And I've had somebody. I remember I, I remember dating somebody once. And literally, probably in that first month, everywhere we went, somebody knew who I was. And it was always, I'm so sorry for your love. Mm. And, oh, you're so strong. And, and, you know, and it was like, it got to the point. One day he was like, you're literally the face for what you're going through like you are the poster child for mm. mothers who lost a, who lost a child and i'm like dang i never thought about that but you're right yeah and i didn't ask for that either yeah i don't again i don't mind helping people i do not like anybody who's lost a child whether it's a man or a woman you know because sometimes we forget about the dads too mm -hmm. and they going through it too mm -hmm. um but I don't mind helping people. I've had many people reach out to me and I talk to them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when situations happen here in Erie, you know, if I have the energy, I will reach out to them privately. Yeah. And send my condolences and offer to be there for them. You know what I mean? If they want to talk, even if you don't want to talk and you just want to sit in silence, I'm like, I will sit there with you. Wow. But there are times where I haven't because I literally cannot do it because it's so much. It's so sad. And it's just, it takes everything out of me sometimes. So this year it was hard. And I was mm -hmm. like, you know what? I feel like I got a lot to say. So that's kind of like where the whole blog thing came mm -hmm. up. So I was like, life of a griever doesn't have to be just all sad and, you know, and mean and and and, and, and mad and angry. Mm -hmm. Like, it's about anything and everything. There's no holes bar for yeah. me. I yeah. feel like I love to be unfiltered. Mm -hmm. And those who know me know that. Yeah, and I love it. Listen, this is what we do here on the Divinely Crowned Conversations podcast, too. Yeah, I've kept it, you know, PG. Yeah, you know he's like, I mean? listen, we ain't got it up top. To but <laughs> next time. Next time. We definitely round two. You know, <laughs> next time. But, like, seriously, I just kind of, like, and then 
and when I take a break from my blog, mm-hmm. you could tell I'm mm. just not in, like I'm going through something. Yeah. And so then I'll get back on. Like I just I was gone for a little bit off my blog, so I just got back on again, and I and you know, and I just talked about comebacks, and I'm like. A comeback basically is you can come back whenever, like, mm-hmm. and as many times as you need to. Mm-hmm. That's why I call it a comeback. Like, that's why I said that about so. the gym. I was just about to start back again. I'm about to. <laughs> you hear that, Elaine? I'm about to start back to the gym for the, a thousandth time. So I literally just told myself, that, I'm like, it's okay. You you starting again. Girl. That's right. It's all right. You start so, as many times as you, you need can to. start as many times. Just keep starting. Uh-huh. So I definitely, you guys definitely check out her blog. Life of a blogger, life of a grief, life of a griever. Say that again. Yes, I ain't gonna say, say it one more time. For life <laughs> of a griever. And dot com. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Dot com. So check it out. I'm gonna check it out for sure. Yeah, I mean, at some point, I'll you know I'll promote it a little bit more, but I just think it's more personal, personal. than it is. Mm-hmm. It's not about like you know um, getting exposure or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I've only mentioned it a few times, and maybe like a handful of people know about it. Um, I post pictures, you know, things like that or whatever. Um, but, you know, and I created it all by myself. And I was like, oh, my God, this is hard work. Ew. I was like, I'm about to call Jaquila. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, <laughs> yeah. I see what she be doing. Yeah. I was like, I'm about to call this girl. It's like, I'm yeah. about to hire her. If this starts popping off, like, let me tell you. You're going to have to. Kayla's with the girl right she get there. get a call. Like, <laughs> listen, here. Yes, let me go in these comments. Some <laughs> Jeremiah 2911, Fried. No, no, that's 291. Mm-hmm. I don't know what one that is. I have no idea. I know Jeremiah 2911. I don't know the Bible, y'all. Yeah, somebody put in the so comments with the what? Yes, go ahead and preach. I love it. Facebook user, I, let me look at my actual my <laughs> comments because I cannot tell who Facebook user is. Oh, that's Elaine. I don't know what <laughs> this little thing is. Elaine, Thanks, what Elaine. is that scripture? Um, you be. She said, "What did she say?" She said, "They only want the story so true." Um, Elaine again said, "Did someone say Jim?" <laughs> <laughs> and then UB said they did Elaine. Mm-hmm. And then Elaine said, that's right. And then Elaine also did the little dancing girl. Okay, okay. <laughs> so let's fast forward. I know we, oh my goodness, we're at an hour. I love it. I love it here. I love these. This good, has been a lot of fun. Yes, I'm glad. So you are on a talk show. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me like how that came about and is it something you wanted to do? I know you're with you're on it with Sonya, right? But like, how did that come about? Like, like I said, is that something you wanted to do? Or, or so I me? like I met Sonya years ago, okay, through a mutual friends, and we were just all like hanging out. And I was like, from the moment I met her, I was like, oh my god, girl, like I love you. And then she, I don't know, somehow she talked about like, you know, wanting to do a show one day, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden I was like, oh yeah, girl, you about to be the next Oprah for Erie. I said, I'm gonna be your girl, and like that was like always a joke. I love it. And so here I am. I am her Latina girl. Yeah. You know? And so and um and so when she brought it up and said like she really wanted to really make this happen, I was like, hell yeah, girl! Yes. What you need me to do? Oh, I <laughs> love I'm, it. I'm with it. And so it became a thing. And she like you know she vetted the women that she chose to brought on because if those who've been following us like we had other women on mm-hmm. board before mm-hmm. it came down to mm-hmm. just like us four. 
and then um heather who comes in stands in when one of us can't be there heather. so she's you know she's great i love yes, her i her love canadian her canadian so yes okay, okay. very canadian strong. jamaican yes i love her so much i just recently met her in person and she was at my event but beautiful yes, beautiful she's woman. a little ball of energy yes I love she it. is but like it was like I didn't know what to expect from it because mm -hmm. I've never done like TV mm -hmm. or any of that stuff. Um, but once we started doing it, I was like, it, you know, people are like, are you nervous? I'm like, no, literally, I'm not. I, I love it. I know. Even when I was like, are you okay? You can, girl, this is what I do. The first time I was like nervous about like how it was going to turn out because it was my first time actually sitting, yeah. you know, doing yeah. this whole talk show thing. And I was like. I could do this all the time. I was like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I I've watched the talk. I've watched the view. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love me some Whoopi. Goldberg. Yeah, okay, That's, okay, real hair. and raw. Love her. <laughs> um, and you know what I'm saying? I've watched the real, mm -hmm. which I love. You know those women. And, yeah, and so I I've always like. I'm like, I can do this. Yeah. You know, and I love to be able to talk about, you know, just stuff that's important to, to our community. So yeah, it's been fun. I love it, and you know, I feel like it's just gonna expose us to other things and i feel like more opportunities are going to come from mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. um i keep hearing you know vanessa needs a podcast and i, I listen I, you know it's not off the table i'm anything I, I love to be unfiltered yes and i love to be able to just talk about what i want to talk mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. um without the 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 filter behind it for sure for so, sure you know, i don't know i've talked to my kids about it like if i do one i, I, I don't know why i just want my kids Kid. somehow to be involved in it yes um because those who know us like we're funny yeah we're a little, you know we are a mess i love you i listen mess you know? i love me some hezekiah i never met your daughter but hezekiah is a sweetheart was at my event and don't ask, don't ask. If you know his age, it's my business who I let at my event. That's right. <laughs> okay. So tell, let's talk. Because I, you, you have two other children. Mm -hmm. So what is what is the relationship like with your other two children? Um. Well, Hezekiah lives at home with me, so we just automatically see mm -hmm. each other all mm -hmm. the time. My daughter, even she doesn't live with me. She lives in Virginia. Um. She's like, I ain't coming back. Oh. You know. And I'm like, oh, you know. <laughs> like i want you to come home she's yeah. like nope visit and oh, she's back out again yes. she's just you know she's in the phase of her life of figuring out what she wants to do with mm -hmm. it and i tell her all the time there's no rush mm -hmm. take your time you mm -hmm. know i said i didn't have a career until just a few years ago yeah. so like it's okay mm -hmm. um so you know i love that for her that she's just kind of taking her time and just yeah. figuring it all out for herself and um but you know we talk every day that's awesome that's good uh, we have a good relationship i mean we've had our moments where like we have talked about something that's like serious mm -hmm. or whatever and you know they're like oh you getting mad and i'm like it's not that i'm mad that you told me or that i'm mad at you i'm mm -hmm. mad at myself mm -hmm. for not knowing or not realizing mm -hmm. or not picking up on certain mm -hmm. things and you know um things that happen and i couldn't i can't go back and change it and do yeah. anything about it you know so one thing about the truth, that is a hard pill to swallow, but more so yeah. when it's your kid. Yeah. And I wish more parents would talk to their kids mm -hmm. and let them give their perspectives about things. Yeah. So, you know, my kids are like, you always get mad. I'm like, I am mad. I'm super mad. Oh. I'm like, but the reality is, is I'm not mad at them. Mm -hmm. I'm mad more at myself, mm -hmm. you know, because one thing I can't do is go back in time. For sure. And so those are things that I do have to live with. You know, I'm, I'm learning to work on my regrets mm -hmm. <laughs> and kind of just letting it go because go. I can't change it. Yeah. Um, 
but not even with myself, like anything I've done with me, it's more so my regrets of things that happen when it comes to my kids mm-hmm. and like those things, you know what I mean? Like that's, if I carry any guilt is those are the things that I, I do carry. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we met my kids, we talk about anything and everything. Um, it's really no no holds bar. I think even more yeah. so. Even sometimes I'm like, I don't even know if I wanted to know. Okay. That. <laughs> I'm like, not ready. My kids are ten everything. and seven. Oh, I want them to feel like that too. But I'm like, I ain't ready because even my ten year old be like, Oh God, okay. Right. Like, <laughs> and the thing is, like, you just have to act like it doesn't bother yeah. you or nothing. But in the back of your mind, you're like, Oh my I God, know. they just said that. <laughs> But it's really like it's a beautiful thing, though, mm-hmm. you know, and I, it's crazy because just maybe like a few weeks ago, my daughter was like, she asked me, she was like, did you ever think that like, you, like we would be your best friends? Like, did you ever think like how the relationship is now? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, we're your friends. You know how you used to tell us? Yeah. Like, I ain't, your, I ain't your little friend. I ain't your friend. I ain't your little friend. <laughs> or, but then when things happen with the kids, with their friends, you're like, I told you, I'm your friend. You know, but they're like, wait, am I, are you my friend or are you not my friend? Right. You know? So, you know, we contradict ourselves. Yes. And like, we yeah. mess our own kids up. But, oh, yeah. For but sure. it was interesting for her to ask me that, you know, mm. and I was like, now that you say that, yeah. And I was like, and my kids really, truly are my best friends. You can tell. I talk tell. to them about everything. I love it. Like, I don't, I don't even care. They grown. Listen. That's right. <laughs> they still, you know, act like they not grown about certain things. Yeah. And I'm like, aren't you grown? <laughs> but like, mommy. But you're my mom. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Okay. But I still, like, I don't care. I love my kids to death. Is nothing I won't do for them. I will forever and always be there for them. Yeah. And, you know, whatever path they choose to take, like, I'm going to be right behind mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Right behind them. Mama, yes. You know, my daughter wants to open a coffee shop one day. Girl, you're going to have your coffee I shop. I know that's right. I'm going to be right there. Yes. You know, Hezekiah want to go to graduate school? Like, I'm yes. right there. Like, where we going? Okay. We're going to NYU? Where? Yes. Mama's coming too. Like, okay. I love it. I so. love it. And that's, I mean, that's, those are important relationships to have with your kids. I know. Um, we're even in a day and age where a lot of people are healing from trauma, family trauma, mm. and all these things. And it's like, you know, it's like, I know for me, I'm so cautious sometimes. Like, okay, I don't want like her to, mm. them to have to heal. For, but it's natural. It's going to happen. We're yeah. humans. We're not perfect. We didn't get the manual on how to be parents. Mm-hmm. But Like at the end of the day, like I feel like you can say like I like I did that. Like my kids still want to be in my life. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of kids when they get older and old enough to leave. It's like, yeah, no, I'm out. Your job does not end when they turn. No, for sure, at all. And I'm about to be 42 next month, and I still rely on my mom for stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like. And the thing is, we want our kids to rely on Yes, us. for we, sure. We Especially want them when they to get be older. self-sufficient. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But at the same time, like, your kids still needing mm-hmm. from you. Yeah. Like, just needing for you to be their parent. Mm-hmm. That never ends. Mm-mm. That never ends. Mm-mm. And I'm like, I don't care if I'm 85. Like, okay. Listen here, I'm coming through my walker. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Period. Listen here. Yes. Listen, call me Sophia. Okay. Like, I'm coming. <laughs> So let's go to the comments. I try to keep up the, with the comments because I love having everybody interact. Yes. So, oh, Marie, she said, hey, ladies, Marie Johnson. She hey. said, love it. And then Elaine, she put it. I know. I thought it was. She said, 
Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. That is one of my favorite scriptures. That's why I figured that's Thank what you're you. saying, but I was like, let me just make sure because I might know you might know some I don't know. Marie I need, said, I, I yes, Marsha said, yes, I know. It's a good reminder. It's a good reminder. Like, listen, no matter where you are, what level in this life, like he already got your plans figured out. You just got to keep walking and, and let him open mm-hmm. any doors. So uh, Marie said, Mar- Marsha said, that's awesome. And Asia, Asia, she said how is how it should be with the, the relationship with your children. So um, a question I've been asking and I'm going to continue to mm-hmm. ask. So what would you tell young Vanessa at this age, getting ready to be 42, mm-hmm. what would you, what would you tell her? Because if I had the time, people <laughs> would know that my story is like a lifetime mm-hmm. series, mm-hmm. like some craziness. Mm-hmm. So I guess allowing yourself to like just show show yourself some grace mm. even at a young age. Mm-hmm. We don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what that means until recently in my life to even show myself that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm cool, you know. So I feel like showing yourself some grace at a young age. I don't think we teach that enough. Mm-hmm. Um, at a younger, you know, mm. younger age. No, Even if they don't fully understand it, it's not for them to. They don't need to understand it mm-hmm. yet. They'll understand it when it's meant for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So I feel like showing myself some grace because whatever happened to me, mm-hmm. no matter how bad it was, mm. I had to go through that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I know that was not going to change. That's never going to change. Mm-hmm. So I think allowing myself to to just show myself some grace and mm-hmm. that. What I was going through wasn't going to last forever. Mm-hmm. You know, telling yourself that it will get better one mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think, you don't really think about that. You're like, you think your life's never going to change. Like, it's always going to be so bad mm. and painful mm-hmm. and just, you know, just all the bad things that were happening. You just feel like it's just not going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really feel like now that I'm older, I'm more understanding of, like, no matter what, I had to go through that. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I used to be like, man, why did I have kids so young? You know, I wish I would have, you know, been older and things like that. And I'm like, no, Elijah was meant to be here mm-hmm. when I was 17, mm-hmm. you know. And though he was only here for 16 years, that was what he was meant for mm-hmm. was those 16 years. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was I was meant to have three kids by the age of 20, that was what well, was meant for me. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like had, had those things didn't happen to me, I would have not finished school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I would have never furthered my education. And I really believe I wouldn't be where I am today. Like, I feel like I would have been in a worse off situation in my life. Like mm-hmm. I would have been in on a different path. Mm-hmm. And I, I really strongly believe that. So I feel like that's why I, w- I became a young mom and things mm-hmm. of that nature. And I'm not saying that girls should go out and have kids yeah. at a young age. <laughs> By all means, please don't. Right? Please live. <laughs> enjoy your youth live it up yeah. you know enjoy having the responsibility of only being responsible for yourself mm-hmm. mm. and these little boys girl look the ocean is wide yeah you know there's Deep so many fish we ain't even seen yet. <laughs> ain't been discovered get out there and discover, discover them discover the fish you know what i'm saying listen here yes. so it's just like just Showing myself grace. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I'd have learned that at a younger age that that wasn't going to be my final destination. Yeah, I totally. I, it wasn't until like 
the last few years, I even understood what it means to have grace, like for yourself, for others, that God's grace. So I get it. Like, yeah, I totally get that. And that sure. healing is a lonely journey. It is. A lonely when you journey. make the decision that mm. you want to heal. Say that. Come on and preach. Go it ahead. It is a lonely <laughs> journey. It is. It, because that journey is only meant for you. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've lost people that I love. Mm. We are no longer connected. Mm. I still love them. Mm -hmm. And I wish them the ultimate best. Mm -hmm. But it was a journey I had to take by myself. Mm -hmm. And so because sometimes people don't understand that. They don't even understand that that's the journey you're headed into, yeah. which I didn't know I was mm. until I started to say it out loud. Like, I need to heal. Mm. I want to heal. And mm -hmm. I'm going to mm -hmm. heal. Mm -hmm. And I'm still in that healing process. Yeah. So it is a lonely journey, but, like, I don't feel alone mm -hmm. because I know I'm not. Yeah. So. I love that. Yeah, I totally agree. The healing journey is very lonely and you feel very misunderstood, mm -hmm. but it's a powerful thing. I was just actually talking to a cousin today. We we're talking about the healing journey and things. And I was like, listen, it takes a strong person to even want to heal because you can, it's easy to just stay in the pain, the, the, the trauma, the, whatever you're going through and just be like, well, this is who I am. And this is, and I'm not going to change and whatever, but it takes a strong person to say like, yeah, no, I don't no, want to be, be like, like this. That, yeah. mm -hmm. Cause you got to think about who you can be. Yeah. And those possibilities is endless. Yeah, for sure. They really are. And I, and I say, like, I love who I am today. Mm -hmm. You know, despite the, the the coming and goings of people in my life mm -hmm. and, and, you know, the loss and all that stuff. Like, I love who I am today. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. people probably may think at times, like, oh, she thinks she better. She conceded. No, I, you think that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Like, I'm confident with myself. Mm -hmm. I feel good. Like, yeah. I feel good about myself. I love who I am, you know, and who I just keep becoming and yeah. becoming because you should be evolving. Yeah. You should never be stagnant and staying the same. And you should be constantly learning, you know. Constantly. So, like, I love where I'm at right now in my life, like this stage. Like, I, you know, I just do. And, I love and that I'm for you. going with it. Yes, for sure. I love that for you because it's, <laughs> you. listen, you be out here glowing. Okay. Let me get in these Gracias. comments and then I got two more questions <laughs> for you. Um, Asia, Asia, she said it's it's crazy. At a young age, we really don't know the half of what's to, what's to come as adults, and to think about it, the disconnection that can bring between a parent and a child. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Marcia said, "Say it again." Mm -hmm. And then she said, "The journey definitely is lonely. It is." But um, I even just posted today, like, oh no, yesterday I posted about how you know it's not our fault always what happens to us. But it is our it's our responsibility to heal from it those things. Is. And, you know, if we're not healing, we're only hurting ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. And you like you said, it's a constant every day, every day, mm -hmm. every day journey. It, it just like grief. It's an everyday journey of figuring out how to handle it and things. And I know you have so much other mm -hmm. st stuff I would love to hear. But listen, I know you got, you got, listen, you're a busy lady. So, but I do have a question because going back I'm to free when you free, need Yes, we, we will definitely have will, another. I love you. Yeah, I love you too. So, like, I love everything you're doing. <laughs> Thank and, you. Like, I, I've been attracted to that. 
Like Thank you. I, I, every time I'm like, oh, let me see what you're doing or what she posting. And oh, yes, I'm definitely attracted to everything you. that you got going on. So I appreciate you, it. Kudos and keep it going. Thank girl. you. I'm I'm working. I'm working, y'all. This is hard. Divina Reina. Yeah. Okay. That's What's that? Divine Reina. Say it again. Divina Reina. Wow, that's literally my name. Because Queen is Reina in Spanish. Divina is divine. Yes. But, you know, Divina Reina. Y'all heard that? I can't say it, but she said it for me. <laughs> I got you, girl. Thank you, my my Hispanic sister. Okay. <laughs> so, talking about divine, um, I'm sorry, not divinely crowned. Talking about confidence, because you know, divinely crowned is all about confidence. Mm -hmm. So what would you share with a, you saying, like, people be saying you're conceited and things like that. Like, what would you say to a young woman out there about confidence and, and you know, just walking in who they are unapologetically? Just be unapologetically yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if you're bothered, be unbothered. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because at the end of the day, it's your life. You mm -hmm. got to live it. No one's no one's in your shoes. Yeah. They're not in your position. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then and I, even if you're paying my bills, so what? Right. You're not me. Mm -hmm. So I feel like young people, men and women, mm -hmm. young girls, mm -hmm. young boys, like just be who you want to be. Mm -hmm. It's your life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who doesn't like it. Mm -hmm. Even if it's your parents, mm -hmm. it is your life. Mm -hmm. You know, you're the one that's got to live it. You're the one that's got to if deal with the consequences mm -hmm. good or bad mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so just do you mm -hmm. um, do you boo boo and that's it like and don't be afraid to say no ah mm. uh, yes we you did talk about saying? that <laughs> and and don't you know don't be afraid to just i don't even see you yeah because that's how unbothered i, I don't even see you mm. and I'm, i i really experienced that recently you know seeing somebody that it's not that I didn't I don't like them because I don't know them, mm -hmm. but it was somebody who apparently had an issue has an issue with me, mm. and somebody was like, "You didn't see them? They was they was talking to you." I was like, "That was them." <laughs> I said, "I told you, I don't see you." You don't, and see. I meant that, and that's but good. it was great things coming out of their mouth. And yeah, I was like, "Oh, thanks, I appreciate that," you know. But I didn't even know it was them because that's just like. My focus is not on that. Mm -hmm. If you with the mess, negative, and all that, I don't even see. We you. ain't got time for that. I don't got you to do. Yeah, <laughs> I love you so much. I don't. I really. I feel like I don't. Got She's you a whole vibe, y'all. Y'all don't see. She's a whole vibe on here. But that that and that's good because um, I'm not just young people, adults, especially in this world mm -hmm. we live in now. There's so many different opinions. Oh my gosh. So many different opinions, right. what you should do, what you shouldn't do, who you should be, how you should be. And it's just like, listen, like we are, this is your, this is your life right. and you need to just walk in the way you want to walk. And those who mind don't matter. And those who matter don't mind. Right. That's Did right. I say that right? And if you want to yeah. say, then you better pay. Yeah. If you want to say, you better pay. Yeah. You want to say in my life. You oh, I know that's right. Somebody pay me, please. <laughs> Asia, Asia, she said, you're doing great, Davina. Thank you. Thank you for your support, too. You definitely be supported. So before I let you go, is there anything else you want to say, share, anything you're like, dang, I wish you would have touched on this? Anything. You, It's your floor. Um, I think you did well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I told you, like, this whatever. Is, yes. You can ask me whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and I really am pretty open. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the, you know, those who know or don't know, like I really am. Mm-hmm. And my, my social medias are public. Mm-hmm. People are like, why well, is public? Because I want it to be. My p- life has been public for seven years. Yeah. I didn't ask for it, yeah. but I allowed it to be mm-hmm. that way mm-hmm. because there was a purpose behind mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And if I don't want you to know something, you're just not going to know. About yeah. It. But for the most part, like I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty open individual. Like I know I'm a cool person. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I like to have fun, good time. You do. But I also like to discuss things that are serious mm-hmm. and what's happening in the world. I do care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, keep out. You never know what's coming next. You never know what's coming out. No, you next. Don't, so. Listen, as you should not never know until it comes out. Exactly. Well, Vanessa, I just want to say thank you. I want to give you your flowers just for just being a strong, powerful Latina queen that you are. Thank you, thank you. You are definitely an inspiration. <laughs> and I just thank you for sharing even a part of your story because I know there's so much. And you will definitely be back on the Divinely Crown Conversation podcast. Don't worry. Can't wait. Yes. Thank you for having so me So thank you so much. And to everyone out there that took the time to watch tonight, I hope that, you know, Vanessa's story impacted you in some way, a positive way, you know, just to continue to love on people, be positive and just, you know, stop the violence, please, please stop the violence um, and just encourage your loved ones to do the same. But um, until next time, just remember to like Divinely Crown on all the, the, the platforms that y'all know Divinely Crown is on, okay? (laughs) Y'all know Divinely Crown is everywhere, okay? Just know, and and we are going to have another guest real soon. So once again, Vanessa, thank you. And I'm excited, you know, just to see what's next in your life and even to connect with you more um, outside of here. So, all right, everybody, we're going to get off of this and you all have a great night. Yes, buenas noches. Yes. And that.